G'day, everyone, and welcome to The Pickup. I am Matty G, and this is Mally. We are Insight NBA. Mally, a big week, and we are rivals. We're rivals. Yeah. Yep, it was due to happen sooner or later. We couldn't we couldn't go around each other unless they had a weird, I don't know, uh, statewide storm or something like that to put all the games out for a week. But, uh, yeah, no such luck. We're, we are on the... It is. We're on the fantasy. We're, we're dueling it out. And again, we are going to talk about waiver wire targets and streams in week 13, as well as buy now, sell high. So Maddie, if you could just, just if you could lead that segment when we come to it and just tell me who you're planning on doing so I can counter each day, that would be brilliant. All that and coming more up and more coming up after this. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yeah, indeed you are. And Mally, look, let's start off with those waiver targets because I did joke around about them. It's a really heavy day of NBA games in week 13. So if you haven't checked your schedules yet or known your games for, Monday is 11. Tuesday is light with three low volume days. So good quality games there. Wednesday is 10. Then it kind of plateaus for the rest of the week, Mally. We've got five, eight, eight, and six from Wednesday, oh, sorry, Thursday through Sunday. Mate, tell us who are you looking for? Let's play the drop and tell us who you're looking for. Acquired. Yeah, so we're, we're recording this with five games down on the Monday. We're just uh, up to live action for Golden State and Dre's return versus mm-hmm. Minnesota's, not Minnesota's, um, Memphis's G League team, which is great. Good to see them putting a G League team into the NBA. You know, um, they're always trying to, Silver's always trying to do something different, which is uh, which is good. Let's see if it pays off. That's, so, that's yeah. That's off today. As you said, I've got to actually. That... I want to talk about that. Can we talk about? Can we talk about the Grizz for a second? Yeah, I know the game's it, yeah. live right. I know, I know the, yeah, look, I think it's an important one to note. Like Triple J has rolled back out there, which is good for all those Triple J owners. Desi Bain obviously out for six weeks, which is massive. Marcus Smart out for six weeks. And I know it was all looking like that, but look, Xavier Tillman has been. There's possibly a, like Matt, Matty O'Brien. Matrix was talking about this other night. It's a possible fantasy goldmine. Canard hasn't started off hot, but Aldama's going to get some minutes. There's a GG Jackson getting some minutes for these guys. From the talk about G League Jackson, we can call him the David Roddy. But there is an opportunity here for a lot of guys to get some opportunity. And unfortunately, for Triple J owners like myself, what we can expect properly from him now is super high amount of shot attempts on this team being the focal point, which is going to decrease his efficiency. He's gone. He's shot in eight minutes for three-pointers already. Like, I don't know if he's taken the piss, Mally, but that's yeah. over half of his shot attempts already from outside the arc. Vince Williams has obviously been away waiver-wise. Zaya Williams and obviously Xavier Tillman. But it could be a fantasy goldmine down the stretch. I mean, you've, I think the problem is they're just going to play whoever every day and you don't really know um, what's going to get rolled out could be the problem. But, yeah, I think if you could snag someone who has their day and has their moment, um, you know, there's there's no one big offensive threat in that team now. Um, I guess, as you said, uh, Triple J kind of has to be. Not that that's has his natural kind of uh, natural role um but yeah maybe canard canard's obviously gonna just keep shooting and shoot forever as well um i see roddy's back today but yeah gg jackson one of their only really like 
properly pure offensive guys. So, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, it might come down to a bit of a roll of the dice each day, but why not? That's what waivers are for. So who you are rolling the dice on for those waivers, funnily enough, for your Wednesday games here in Australia, but Tuesday in the States, there are three of them. You've got the Nugs and the uh, 76ers, the Kings and the Suns, and the Thunder and the Clips. Who are your eyes on? Yeah, just because um, obviously it's a, a really quiet day um, with only three games on, six teams playing. Yeah, beggars can't be choosers. You've got to kind of pick up who's there. But um, I've written down here that there's no back-to-backs Tuesday, Wednesday, so you can't really look to do that. But there are, out of these teams, the Thunder and the Kings, out of the teams you just mentioned there, they yep. have that um, overlap back-to-back where they don't play on the on the big day and they play again on the uh, on the small Thursday. Yeah, the Tuesday, so uh, yeah. from those guys, yeah, I've got I've got Kevin Huerta here. Um, Murray t- pinged his hip yesterday. Um, and so Kevin got some more minutes. He shot a squillion threes. I think he made maybe six or seven of them in that OT game. Um, they need someone to, sh- to fill that shooting gap. I know he's been in and out of the starting lineup, but if um, if Murray's out for this game and potentially, depending on what damage has been done, the Thursday game as well, um, he could be a guy that you pick up. The other guy in pretty much the same position is Lou Dort. Um, I don't think there's official word yet unless something's just come through in the last 10 minutes whether or not Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to play today. Um, I haven't had the update. But, yeah, if he doesn't, then Lou's going to go nuts today and then uh, it's a big week for them. So maybe they do a little bit of uh, pretend injury reporting or you know enough to get uh to get shay to sit some games they're doing well at the moment he doesn't need to play them all um yeah, yeah so we'll see. he's another guy yeah he'll get you threes he'll get a couple of steals and the last guy he doesn't have the um he doesn't he, he played today um he's just a guy that i'm looking at he doesn't unlike um the two guys i just talked about dorton Huerter, he doesn't have that double game they actually have a a, a pretty Pretty uh actually their 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 um their games this week fall on some of the low uh volume days, but it's Kelly Oubre Jr. Look, mm. he didn't do that well today, but with Melton still out and you know, he came back for those two games from his back injury, he looked garbage. They played him like twenty minutes those two times. Um Kelly Oubre is always the guy that they just slot in, really. It doesn't matter who's out, they just seem to put him into the starting lineup. He got four uh, steals, so that's decent. Like, you know, he didn't do much else, but when he's getting you four steals, that's a pretty bloody good start to your week anyway. So they're my three guys, Huerta, Dort, and for tomorrow, and then um, Ubre looking a little beyond that as well. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. And I was looking at Kevin, Kelly Ubre as well as a possible stream target, and about two minutes afterwards, my opponent, I was like, do I do, do I do Tsunami Papi? Do I get him in? Like, he doesn't give me many peripheral peripheral stats I'm, I'm looking good on points and threes and then he goes and drops four steals today mm. I'm like you son of a like you son of a, just and with melton out being one of my guys who gets that volume for me in steals yeah that, that hurts a little bit so he's leading I, I with only a few games i don't want to start one. too many conspiracy theories on this show but did anyone look and see the guy who um smacked into him in his car was he a fantasy basketball player like was there was he down in a league and he just had to um, make sure he brought it home without Kelly on the floor or something like that? Like, I mean, he's, he and took al- his moment, that's for sure. And also, can I just say, I don't think I've ever given Kelly Oubre the props he deserves for just getting around Philadelphia and the cold on his bike. 
<laughs> like yeah. Kelly Uber, what was he doing? Yeah. He was just running his Gangster. BMX home. Like I did that yeah. when I was 10. And I mean, the, the, yep. that was the thing that absolutely he tried blew my to mind. jump a car bonnet and failed and got smacked up. But he also came back damn quick. So not only cred for like saving the planet and doing like monos on his bike, but um, yeah, apparently he's just like the jelly man because he got knocked by a fucking car and he just got back up again. <laughs> he's like Wolverine. He might he just might have an adamantium skeleton underneath of himself. But yeah, look, you bang on. I'm in like in the the thunder there for those games. Obviously, with that Tuesday and Thursday, there's volume there. So you guys like Lou Dort, Caseon Wallace, and Isaiah Joe will probably be the big thunder guys. And again, I guess Harrison Barnes, Andrew Wiggins has been picked up and dropped. Kaminga, Draymond Green is back. I know that you picked up. Draymond Green in our league. So I'm going to have to counter that one up today and recalculate myself there. You picked him up quite early this morning, which I like yeah. about it. Uh, so I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I see what he's doing. Your, your first ad of your seven in the league that you'll probably make for the course of the week. But those are probably the major guys we want to target on. We've got some new segments, Mally, but we are going to start up with a little bit of an old one. Before we get to it, though, we're going to give you some bonus pickups and some buy nows, some sell highs, some buy lows and all that kind of jazz. Just as we're going to give you the tip to get onto Bonus Bank, it's Australia's best side hustle. If you have ever wondered how to maximize your betting returns on those promos, like, oh, if you enter 25 bucks, we'll give match your betting back, or this is a free promotion, put $5 on it and we'll match your bet by five. If you want to know what the best go is with that, check out Bonus Bank. And if you use the promo code INSIGHT, you get 25% off your first month of subscription. Make sure you check it out and get onto that one. Mally, you've got a brand new segment. I'll, I want you to kick it off. This one is called Time to Buy More. Sound fair enough? Yeah, we thought we'd have a bit of a tweak. We talked about this in the last episode, uh, Tuesday of last week, Monday, uh, NBA time. And we thought, you know, it's not necessarily always someone's underperforming and they're ice cold and they're going to come back to form. So now's the time to buy. There's often other factors involved. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I've, my, my first guy really fit the bill of freezing cold, which is Derek White. And I know you're going to have a bit of a chat about him. But the other guy I wanted to talk about before we get back to Deza is um, Onyeka Nkongwu. Um, mm. A few things on him. He's been playing quite well in the minutes that he's been getting. Um, Atlanta are trash. They nearly just lost to the Spurs. They were up something ridiculous, like 30 points. Um, Trey had 29 by half time. And then Trey ended up getting, I don't know, four points in the second half. And they just came rolling back. They even played um, played Wemby right up to his uh, his minutes limit of like 24, 25 minutes um, to see if they could could uh, close it out. But yeah, Atlanta just don't look good. Um, we obviously know that things are, they're doing an everything must go sale over in the Hawks locker room, unless your name's Trey or Jalen. Everyone else is probably uh, a fair game. Um but he's, I think that Onyeka is one of the guys that's probably going to make it through the purge. Like, yep. I think that they'll keep him around unless there's big interest in him anywhere else. And I think they'll look to move Capella, whether they will or whether they know, won't. Um, we'll come to see in the next three weeks. Um, but he's a 500-plus field goals guy. He's an 800-plus free throw guy, which is a great start for a center, especially if you're trying to protect your uh, percentages and also get a couple of rebounds and maybe some blocks in there. He had a five-block night last week. He's a double-double threat. Um, And even if there's no buyers in Atlanta, as I said, with the season trending towards collapse, maybe they just start to sit the old body of Capella down and, you know, he gets a few uh, runs uh, at at starting uh, five. 
So I kind of think it's a it's a low risk venture because one or two things is going to happen. Either he's going to get the keys to the castle a bit, obviously not in the sense that he's the guy, but uh, he's the guy at the five, or they're going or to continue four. to be or the four. They've been splitting minutes. Yeah, They've yeah. been splitting yeah. minutes with Capella yeah. as well. So there's been value. Look, I had him. I needed to make a move and get aggressive in a league. So I dropped him, I think, in two. I held him in another two leagues. I was like, just like this is the Mally theory from the beginning of the year. Like if you hold a guy so much, you just look at your same team and you forget which one you've got Donovan Mitchell on. And last week, yep. that was my undoing. Oh, mate, I, I scraped out. I dropped in the last game of yesterday. I dropped, I think, Walker Kessler because he's just not getting the minutes and the value for me there. I needed rebounds. I was down four, had no games left. I'm like, Jesus. And I ended up picking up uh, Jabari uh, Jabari Walker or Jarris Walker, sorry, uh, yeah. over in Jarris yep. Walker over in Portland. Jarris. And I ended up sp- yep. and I ended up splitting my week four four. Now yep. that's not a win, but it's not a loss. And my opponent yep. is also one game in front of me. So instead of them getting an extra game in front, I managed to tie it up just at the very yeah, last good. second. And so that's what you need yep. to do to to do this. And people are going to pick Okongwu up and drop him right now. Just so keep your eyes on him and see if the minutes tick or the Hawks just drop someone. You can leave him. I don't know if you leave him on the wire so much to speak. Like he's not a must-add guy, but he is a must-own guy at the same time because he's been fringy, like fringy top 100 value. So he probably deserves a roster spot. But in a one-center league, you're probably cooked because that's the only spot, unfortunately, that he is still listed at in many of in many leagues. He's just still listed as a power forward. Actually, no, I think he got eligibility as a power forward in Yahoo. I'm going to check that. I'm going to check that right yeah, now. Are you checking? I love like, him. He, he, he's, a, he's a situational guy too. Like he's one of those perfect guys for me to pick up in our competition together. I'm punting. Um, I'm punting pretty much the big man stats. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm, I've just discarded blocks. I've discarded rebounds, but he's yeah. a guy who doesn't damage your, your uh, free throws. So on my team of guards, I can still slot him in because obviously I still need to run someone in that power forward slot. I've obviously, as you said before, picked up Dre as well, who obviously isn't a traditional power forward center. But yeah, in my situation, he's the perfect dude. I'd be buying him just because he's a fit and I can't see things getting worse. Like he's not, uh, I don't think he's in the way, either way Parfit has chosen for him. I think he still stays the same or gets better. So yeah, yeah. on Yekka. And I'll, and this is the thing too, depending on your league and the settings, because he is in ESPN, a power forward and center. So he does have dual eligibility there. But in Yahoo, he is still listed only as a center. I might I might have to speak to someone about that. Drop a, hey, Dan, shout out to Dan Titus. Hey, Dan, can we just make an, the omelet? And then he gets, yeah. and obviously Capella gets traded and he loses his power forward eligibility and a bloody yeah. heart. Put the Titus symbol in the sky like Batman and see just if you can... You can wake him up, yeah. T-Money. Hey, look, let's get down to the other bloke that you mentioned we put up here. Derek White, he was an absolute on-for-wago sensation to start the season. And he had that run there where he was putting up first-round value as of late. However, and I and I don't like to say that players have dropped off because he hasn't dropped off. He's still been good, but he hasn't been as good as he was. And he'll probably do this because it is Derek White. It's... It's like the old Shakespearean thing, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Such is the life of some ownership for some players. And I experienced it once as a Derek White owner, and I promised myself never again. I was not going to sit down there and just see him be incredible and then have my heart broken. And yes, I was. I am ready to get hurt again. 
But I am right now to get Derek White not at a discounted rate from what he's been doing. Now, in the last week, he was rated outside the top 150. This was a guy who's been ranked in the top 25 on the case of the season, mm. and he has been genuinely incredible. But the things that he was doing that made him genuinely credible, Mally, is this. So from the 19th of, no, here we go. From the 15th of December, a block, three blocks, three blocks, three blocks, three blocks, two blocks, two blocks, two blocks, two blocks zero, one, 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 and none for the last three games. He's only also had two steals in the last three games. Actually, no, two steals in the last six, five games. Six games. Six games. So these things that we loved about Derek White when he was getting four or five stocks a game, they've somewhat evaporated. And his field goal percentage as well has been iffy. Now, it was a return. The last one was plus 500, but he was 250, 270, 250 before that one. His free throws have still been there. He didn't hit from the line last time. Fair enough. Didn't take any. Cool. Doesn't take your free throw, but doesn't help it. The points have been not solid either. The threes were there last game with the 13 points, but I think he's going to be better than this again. So this isn't like where you can just go out and throw out a trashy offer because a smart manager will know what he can do for you. But Derek White has had an incredible fantasy season and I'm ready to eat crow on it, Mally. I'll, I'll just, I'll hang my hat. Oh my God. My, no, I won't hang my hat. I'm going to put it right back on my head because my hair's atrocious. But I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see this for Derek White to begin the season. And I, I don't think there was a lot of fantasy managers out there who would have seen this from Derek White with Drew Holiday coming to town, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got on there too, you know. Like, he might be a great pickup too if you're like if you're running Melton to get your defensive stats. He's kind of like a jack version of Melton. He does a bit more on defense. He does a bit more on, uh, on offense. But the thing I wanted to add to, I think he pretty well summed it up, is that they had five games and eight nights. Like, the yeah. team the team looks burnt out. Like, yeah, besides yeah. Paul Zingas, because Paul Zingas gets to rest every other game. Uh, and he's kind of, you know, for that, the the payoff of that is then he has to go hard in the games it, that he it's plays. It's like a fantasy baton relay race, like one of those primary school baton relay races between him and Al Forward. Al, Al Forward. Al yeah. <laughs> they just run to each other and just tap in and just pass the baton. Like, you got it tomorrow night. Like, yeah, man, hold my beer. That's all right. Yeah. I'm just going to be on the sideline yeah. just kicking back and yeah, I'll play about 13 games together this season. But, you know, take that into consideration too. You're not even just looking at the Derek White pitcher. You're looking at the Celtics pitcher on the whole. They got absolutely touched up by the Bucs uh, and that played into one of his garbage oh, wow. games. Yep. And, yeah, like they've just they've just had a hard run. And, you know, I think they're, they're in a position now where they've hopefully got through that to the other side. They've got another little run of tough games close together coming up before they're in the clear but that probably just means that this window for buying is um is open for a little longer so and I, he's got faith. The... I don't know that he gets back to being that 2025 guy but he's not and it's okay the but, 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 yeah. but that's okay like he's not yeah that's okay we, we didn't expect Derek white to do that to start with and when he's doing that he was just like the man was first round value on the season like <laughs> We're talking like putting yeah. up numbers and stats in there, which is first round value, second round value at worst. So he's had that for the course of the year. So let's just say he tables out to being where he's going to get back towards. So you might give a decent player back in return, but do you need what he offers? And if you do, you can lean, as you said, if the right punt really heavy into that because he does. I think he will defensively profile better than this because he's had two blocks in the last six and two steals. But if you look at his numbers from the beginning of the season, these are almost outlier numbers because he does usually do one or the other per game. 
Like if you just look down it, there's always something apart from the New Year's Eve, probably, you know, had a couple of wines beforehand. I know I would have if I was playing. I'm not to disparage any drinking before game, but I might have had my flu game on New Year's Eve. I don't know about you. In my standard squeeze and big shout out to our good friends. I'm just going to thank you. You just drop them. The standard <laughs> squeeze. Go, yeah, have a go. There you go. There you go. 15% off the standard squeeze. Get your four in one cup, your travelers, your, the original standard squeeze, which perfectly puts your nips into your bottles and your pre mixes, especially if you're on camp or Derek White into your duffel bag and taking it into an NBA game. Not that we advocate for that ever way shape or form yeah, but our good don't. friends are standard squeeze we don't condone it but we do support the standard squeeze and response yeah yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll turn a blind every, eye it. it will turn the blind eye but we do want you to be responsible make sure you jump on and use promo code <laughs> inside 15 melly we've done the uh, time to buy guys but this one you think there's some guys in the nba that are absolutely right for the selling and this is a new segment time to sell 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 yeah and you know like i think it's a it's the it's the same deal as before that sometimes it's not always because they're hot it might just be an opportunity type situation look my first guy and i'm not really gonna i'm gonna steer the course a little bit because i was hoping before today's game that valentunas was uh was going to be a time to sell guy i think if you can sell him after today with his four fouls i don't think he got to double figures offensively or defensively with his rebounds so I think I'm just going to leave that one today. That did not. Could you hold out. it? But maybe, maybe you do a hold. Maybe you do a hold on it for this one game and be like, oh, and then next game, hopefully he bounces back. And if that's the case, you can be like, oh yeah, that's just a trash. They oh, but he played like shit last game. Yes, he looked like shit last game. And just send a message back. Look at the last five. You know, just do one of those yeah. ones where it's like you can, if the person can look at it on paper and see one game versus the rest of them, like they can't be like the man was putting up top sixty value. Like that yeah, is definitely a, he was being huge. So I guess you could probably wait for that one. Who's their next opponent for the, uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans? I had a second ago. I'm, I'm, here we go. No, it really matters. Yeah, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte. So yeah, he's probably going to, him versus Nick Richards, or if Mark Williams ever returns from, like they ever just raise him up at night as a zombie or just roll him yeah. there from, from fantasy purgatory. But he could probably absolutely dominate in that game. So hold him until after that Charlotte game. Hope he performs, Melly. And I think you're right, man. It's it's so high on him. Yeah, like with the, he did his best work in his 28 minutes when they pretty much sat the entire starting lineup um, the end of the week. And that was where I started to think, look, this is time to sell this guy. He's He's been playing these low 20s minutes, and now he's had a 26-minute game and a 28-minute game. He was back down to the mid-20s today. So unless you have a time machine and can get back to last night and uh, – and try and do some work on somebody. But things to look out for, if Zion goes down or if um, if, Lan- uh, if Larry Nance gets an injury, which is very typical of him, Likely. especially now that he's playing bigger minutes, and he just plays hard, that dude. Like, he just oh, he bounces around in the paint because he's a bit smaller and then someone sits on him and he has to go and have a few weeks off. But just know that they've obviously made their choice. They've gone back to the way they were playing him. I think that... You know, it, whether he goes back to being that 20 and 15 with two blocks kind of guy when he was sitting around that top 50 uh, value, um, I don't think that's going to happen again. So just keep him in your cells folder um, because as soon as there's a green light, I think you've really got to go for it. 
Yeah, you, you really do. And I think this is one of the other things you've got to look at is one of our other guys when there's a green light who's had a green light. And this is what I thought was really interesting the other night. And this is an interesting stat that when I saw it earlier this week, the first player in NBA history to record a 100% triple-double in less than 25 minutes was none other than Australia's very own Josh Giddy. And with that window, when you go 13 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, 5 of 5, plus 46 in 22 minutes, Mally, you just think that's that's where it's at. Yeah, look, he looks like he's in a boy band and obviously has had his, uh, his personal woes of late, which seems to, from my hunting around on the internet, have gone a bit quiet lately. Um, I, I'd say things will pick back up again. The judicial system will uh, will go through its processes, but he's faded. Apparently, from the they're in the processes. Yeah, no. So the last word I had that one as well is that the uh, investigation was nearing its end. Like they were speaking to the final people about the the case, and I guess this is interesting as well when you talk about it, mate. Like how long this happens afterwards? Like we all know these things. There's the Miles Bridges ongoing. So the impact for fantasy basketball and just real world basketball can actually just kick in a further down the track as well. Yeah, and look, for some reason with all this going on, it seems to have um, had the opposite effect on what we thought it would have. And um, he's been playing really, really well. He had his triple double two nights ago or two games ago, which was great. But the dude still isn't getting anywhere near cracking 30 minutes. Like he's playing those mid-20 minutes, no matter how well he's playing, even in the, those those big games where he's, you know, yep. started off hot, he just doesn't stay on the court. And um, he, he did his he did his big triple-double game in 21 minutes against Portland. Yep. So, Huge. you know, that with that probably doesn't need to be advertised too much when, uh, when you're making your sale. But, you know, like it's clear that he isn't going to be who he was last year. They don't want him to be that last year and uh, they don't want him to be that kind of player anymore. And with Chet in, his rebounds have obviously gone down because they've got someone who can clean the boards a little bit. Not that Chet's a massive rebounder, um, but I'd just be getting off him now. I think that he was down this year. Like we said, you could expect him to do some stuff, but be down because what brought him so much value was his ability to rebound the basketball. He was the team leader for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah last year at rebounds and now he's not and that takes away value yeah. incredibly yep and, and same they're looking towards Jalen as well like they seem to be moving off giddy um i don't know how long he is for the world there you know like they keep you, you continually think oh they're going to get rid of Dort, but maybe they keep Dort as just that defensive guy around shay and they put their time and effort into um into Jalen. um and, crazier things yeah, have happened and, uh, yeah. Because we thought that future was pretty locked up and there was chemistry developing with Chet, but obviously they've been really comfortable with Jalen and J-Dub putting in like a lot of offensive playmaking as a facilitator in that team. And Josh Giddy has only played 30 minutes or more four times this season. And that's probably yeah. the concern there as well. Like the projection you would probably think about wouldn't be anywhere near that. He hasn't played more than 30 minutes. I'm just looking back down in his timestamp. It was the 12th of November, one, two, Three, yeah, the 12th of November was the last time that he's played plus of 30 minutes. And the, the 27 yeah. minutes versus Orlando was his highest minutes since 27th of December. So Giddy has been down yeah. minutes-wise. And again, minutes lead to opportunity. So if you want your guys to do well on a court, you'd like to see them out there doing as much as they potentially can in as many minutes as they can. It's a pretty simple algorithm. Let's not lie. And I think... 
I think too, like people, I mean, I know it's obviously biased for us because we live in Australia. So obviously the chat's always going to be around Australian players good Australian and a bit of a love for the, for the homegrown boys. But um, that's the thing that works in your favour for selling him as well. People just love him. Like, you know, yeah. um, some hopefully most of the people who love him are over the age of 18. But um, yeah. And this is, again, we, we, can, we condone that. 18 plus is what we do. But as you said, like you got to look at 18 plus. You got to look at it's think about it like your parental advisory explicit music from back in the 90s. 18 plus. You can't walk into insanity or HMV and pick it up if you're not 18. They won't let you unless your parents are with you. Exactly and that'd just right. be weird. Not that'd sure be weird. Out. Now, Jalen Williams as well has been, there's been a slight regression in him. He's still been very, very good in the past month. He's been about the 30, 35th ranked player. And in the last week, he's slid him back down to 37th ranked player. And on the season, he's just inside the top 60, which is kind of, I had him at 55 at the end of the day. So he's had these twos and fros and he's been incredible. And that's all stemmed from playmaking, which has dialed back just like a little bit in the mm -hmm. last two weeks. He's been at six assists and on the season, he's been at four. So he's got two more assists out of nowhere. The steals last week were down, but they've been there for the year. So again, it's that Jalen Williams last week, you said sell high. And you were kind of spot on as well, Mally, because he has regressed a little bit this week. But that's yeah. just opened the door up right there for Josh Giddy. Yeah. I've got a bit of a return to our old guys, these guys who are just just hot, 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 really. And this is all over by this hot guy and let me out. Ah, uh, ah, uh, vintage. Vintage, vintage. These are the guys that I just think are out of their world, insane. It's a tale of two point guards, Mally, that I've got for you this week. One is the best player in fantasy basketball in the last week. And my Lord, Mally, I know that you've got all the scores there today, just so I can sit back with full appreciation of what Third Eye Kai has done today. Can you please bring up that Dallas box score for me? Because it has been absolutely insane what this bloke has been putting together. I'm not going to lie. It has been... Yeah. He's been a unit, yeah. 42.7 rebounds, seven assists on good efficiency. Um, yeah, he's an absolute weapon. He went to the line 15 times. He uh, he would have held the spotlight on his own, but a one uh, Timothy Hardaway Jr. had a 41. Ari's been a beast. Man, he has just been in the last week. And yes, it's with Luca out. It's with Luca. So when I say sell high, this is where it comes to the opportunity. And people will come back and, and say that as well. People will come back in and be like, oh, yeah, but... Oh, but, but Luke is injured. Yeah, he is. But at the same time, this is why you sell him high. But he's also been very, very good. There's a lot of there's a lot to be said for your second round pick. And if you can get a first round guy in your second round, that's just some extra gravy you're looking for in your fantasy season. Especially if you're picking at like let's say three or four. And you get a guy that drops to you, like a Kyrie, who then comes in as a top five guy for a good run like this. This is where you get value. This is where guys become sneaky value. In the past week, he has been getting 38 points a night, six rebounds, almost seven assists. He's been getting you almost two steals. He's been doing it 480 from the field and almost 900, 890 from the free throw line. Kyrie Irving is cooking right now. So this is a guy that we keep our eye on. And there's no better time than to sell high on someone who's the number one player in fantasy and who can just not sustain that. Will he be top 20 still? Yeah, absolutely. But if you can get a smoking hot player back for this guy, yeah, it's time to sell high on Kyrie because he has been incredible, Mally. Yeah, I agree, Lucky. Well, I mean, I agree because it's statistics. So I don't, even if I disagree, 
this. But yeah, he's been he's been elite, and yes, he's done it without Luca. But like, it, it's only him and Luca running the show each night anyway. So Hardaway, I'll go back. He's not going to put up forty point games with um. He's the guys that you'd have very uh, a lot of difficulty trying to sell high on, but I think Kyrie he sits in a kind of bracket of his own. Um, oh, he has been amazing. He, we know that he's he has a, 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 an in, an injury riddled past. He also makes questionable personal decisions, um, which has been very upsetting to me not only because of the things that he said, but the uh, the outcome of that. My favorite shoes, the Kyries, uh, don't get produced. Uh, like they were being produced so yeah my uh there's, there's holes in my cupboard that i would love to fill with some more Kyrie's. but yeah that's what happens when you're a bad bad boy you get all your toys taken away from you but yeah look um he's a hot guy and i think now's the time to sell i have a bit of a garbage run I, I, it depends when your playoffs are but he'll he has a bit of a garbage run i think they have a couple of two game weeks there as well so you might want to get off him now while he's doing doing good things while he is hot and and he'll still be good like he's going to be trading or selling a good player at the end of the day. And again, provided none of that off-court stuff comes in and kicks into this one, which is really interesting because one of the whole off-court things is maybe he gets traded and Dallas moves in a different direction and gets some future picks to put beside Luca if they can't coalesce together. We haven't heard that of late. In fact, we've heard that Dallas have been possibly buyers and could be in the Pascal Siakam trade sweepstakes to add a third piece to complement Kyrie and Luca. And I think Pascal would be really good there. And this would impact guys more so like Derek Lively on the team or any anyone else rotation they're getting, your Derek Jones Juniors, who's been doing really well for them this season. So that's where the impact is on those guys. And let's extent like your Jaden Hardys and your Joshy Greens and your bench mob from like Dallas because they can move. So that's what impacts them. And one of the funny big things is before the season began, that the contract of this bloke was set up in such a way that come the trade deadline, Kyrie Irving could come to LA and D'Lo, one D'Angelo Russell could be shipped off because his contract was so trade friendly. It was almost like under the table, shaking hands, like it's okay, we'll, we'll take care of you on this one. We can move you wherever and get something back. And we're, and Austin Reeves got his contract and there was just this whole speculation that D'Lo was going to be shipped around. And that's why when I was thinking about guys, I was like, who would, be trading for it and just real world trade scenarios went through my head from from gossip earlier in the year and we did hear we heard for a long time that Kyrie and LeBron were going to hook back up they're not going to I don't think this season at least anyway I think Dallas is doing really well they're chugging along Lakers have been just a shit show since the in-season tournament so there's not a lot of I guess you could say organizational trust there right now from players coming into someone where people are injured every other game and being pre-shipped off but D'Angelo Russell has just come back from his injury and he's been he's been brilliant and he's getting minutes as well. Now, he only played 16 and a half on one of those. And yet, without LeBron last time, he played 40. He's got 40, 27 and 30. He doesn't play the times. But if you're looking at his stats, 39 points, 19, 11 and 13. Assists, 8, 6, 5 and 6. He's getting some steals. He's getting some blocks. His field goal efficiency has pretty much been at 500 for the past three games. The free throw percentage is a little bit lucky. He hits one, you know, 100 from the, like three from three, but then he goes 500 and 500 the two games before that. So it's a little bit of a red flag, but this is the prime D'Angelo Russell who's been operating as a top 75 player. But you probably picked up D'Lo this season off the waiver wire. Like with those, I think it was three games that he missed in there. People were just dropping him and making moves and he wasn't performing that well. He only scored five points before that, 16 and eight. But people were looking at him as a drop. And he was, but this is where you capitalize on that move in your squad. 
you could put him in a really nice package, I feel, and get something of value in return back. So for me, it's there's no better time than to sell high on someone like a D'Angelo Russell out there. Because again, these are guys who are performing well out. Because where did you pick up? Where was D'Lo going, mate? He was going in like the 90s as well in drafts, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he was south of um, of of the hundred mark for sure. And so this is where these kind of guys who were like anywhere from the nineties when they returned that top seventy five value, you can put them in a nice little buffer and get something back for them. I mean, you yeah. think about guys as well like Anthony Davis, these other first round guys like Kyrie Irving, and these guys who flirt with that, and these are always the guys you can probably just get outside the top twelve to return that. But who are the guys who are just jumping up a massive level of like returns and so for a guy you're getting around 100 if he's performing in the top 45 top 75 top 65 that's kind of where it's time to sell them as high as you can get them if there is a return piece as well so we're looking at guys like that across the board and mate i don't think there's any better case than or time really to do it than than right now for the bloke apart from maybe if you're a colin sexton guy if you're looking for another point guard who's a sell high but i think colin sexton this might be sustainable for a colin sexton yeah, and I think, you know, you look at the other guards who have had their names touted about um, with potential trades, like you look at DeJounte, where he may not go to a better situation than what he's in now. You look at Zach Levine, whether he gets traded or not, there's always speculation about that. Who knows yep. if he goes to a better situation? But what you can say about um, D'Lo is that he's going to go to a better situation than where he's in now. He doesn't like. He hates the team. They seem to not like him. They don't. They don't see. I actually don't know. I, with him. It's so weird. I don't know what goes through Delo's head. Sometimes the guy is really. I, I I don't know if I like him or don't like him. Like last year, he put mm. that picture of his co- in the playoffs. You remember where he, he was in LA and he was at a hotel or whatever, having coffee to start the day, and they had his image like dusted over in the cappuccino hot chocolate stuff that was mm. a D-Lo dusting. And he was like, yeah, go Lakers. It was, don't, don't, think about that. don't think about that too hard <laughs> when I say D-Lo dusting. Don't, don't just let that sink in. But then the other day, he yeah. was one of the guys in the uh, in the news quoting out that he was the one who they thinks he can turn it around. It's all, it's, it's all positive. You know, Austin Reeve praises D-Lo and honored to share the court with him. You know, like these are, these are things that when we're, you know, looking at it, like I just, I just don't know with D'Lo. Sometimes I just think he's happy yeah. to be here. The only time I ever think about him is uh, is about that Foot Locker ad. You know, the one where he's sitting around. I think Cat's there, someone else, and it's like and, and yeah. him, and he, he throws his phone out into the out the window into the ocean. That's a great yeah. ad. That's all I can think about with him um, when I when he I think his- about any sort of PR to do with him. I so love it. Take it out of himself back then. Are we sharing our favorite D'Lo moments? Is this where? Is this what we are? Because one of my favorite ones is when he made the All Star. A little reminiscing when he went to Brooklyn and he made the All Star team, and there's this whole the transformation of D'Lo. And I, I, I can't remember like the it was like one of those like you know those like pieces on the player like a you know player focus piece about you know, talk yeah, about the yeah. team, talk about your transformation. And Delo's like, yeah, you know, it's really cool. He was like being the big dude. He's only been in the league like three years. So like this, he was like, yeah, I'm really happy to be the Nets. He's like, I'm the leader of this team. And he did it from like a pool table wearing sunglasses. And I just was like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I just think he wants to the be liked and he wants to, and he just yeah. wants to be a good player. But I do think it's sell high time on Delo, just because for me, like when I think about guys in the league who are doing that right now, that's just where I, 
I see some value. And other guys, I want to give some honorable mentions um, out, Mally, for guys who I think have been absolutely like people who are rising in their stocks. Benedict Matherin, who's owned in about 25% of leagues, he's starting to put together a really good run right now. So in he's averaging 20 points, five rebounds, two assists, almost a steal, and 1.7s over his last six games. But he also gets better efficiencies there. And also Nikola Jovic. I know Jimmy Butler, you mentioned, was back in you know, here. So I'm just looking around there just to see as a streaming option what's going on with Jovic as a potential pickup. But also Jaden Ivey is my other guy who's about 40% rostered in the wake of Cade Cunningham. He has been putting together some really good numbers. So that's not going to be sustainable. He puts a couple more of these 20.4 rebound, five and a half assists, two steals, a block and two threes in 30 minutes mm. over his last two games. Easy to my ears. Oh, isn't it just, you know, you put him on your team, people look at that. They're like, oh, Jaden Ivey. Cool, 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 cool. So I think he is a really big sell high guy because if he does this for another sustainable period of time, mate, yep. Ivy's looking the goods. Yep, exactly. Yep, I, I agree. Leave those guys out there. Mate, anyone else you want to add in for the week or are we done here? I think we're done. You got any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I think your honorable mentions were fine. Just um, the only other chat from this morning being um, that Embiid was back, which is good to see. Yep. Lively was back, which is good to see. Um, I think he got close to a double-double himself. Um, MB just came back like he never left. He put 40 down. Um, he got his just 10 rebounds, of course, keeping his streak alive. The game, heat game, hasn't begun yet. Uh, so who knows what Jimmy will do in the game where he came back last time and then hurt, he, hurt his foot. I was particularly watching him, obviously, because he's a guy I have in my fantasy squad. So I was kind of just watching him on the court. Yeah, the dude just walked around like he just went and stood straight in the corner, which obviously is his hiding spot because no one's going to dish it out to him there for a three. He was just super submissive. I think he nearly got like all zeros by halftime. And then in the third, he was, he kind of came to life a bit and then stuffed his foot. So, yeah, well, I'm interested to see, obviously, from a personal standpoint in fantasy to see what he does today with his return. I'm not thinking he'll do an Embiid 40 and 10, but, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. And obviously, Dre back today. Um, they're two points up uh, halftime over the Grizz, which is worrisome. <laughs> um, as I said, I took took Mickey saying they're playing their G League. Well, they team. were up. They were they were they were up to start when we first started this podcast today. They were looking really comfortable, and now it's really close. But I actually did have one guy. This guy was oh, like. Hot, 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 hot. Can I talk about the waiver wire pickup of the night, Miles McBride? Yeah, like let's give some let's give some like put some respect on his name. The new Miles in town, Miles McBride today, twenty points, rebounds, and an assist. I know it's not really filling it up there, but out of nowhere, this guy gets thrown in the starting lineup in the New York Knicks, and look, they just have a very narrow loss against the Orlando Magic. But just seventeen shots in the team, almost as many as Julius Randle, which you just don't often see if the team's not Jalen Brunson, but. And poor four old um, Brunson, yeah, gone. Oh, no, just four threes in that mix there. Just good on him. And, and Brunson, just stay tuned. But if he's going to get some minutes, he could be some value. Yeah, poor old Brunson sitting on the bench and they kept zooming in him and he was just chewing his chewing his lip. He was itching to get back yes. out there, hey, like a horse in the uh, in the, in the the stocks. He was just ready to bounce. But, um, yeah, hopefully he'll be back with them soon. If Obviously, if you're a Knicks fan, that's what you want to see. But, yeah, good on and, Niles. And obviously, 
And look at our good boy, our GG Jackson, our G League Jackson, as we call him. GG's actually putting together a game over for the Grizzlies. He's the one single-handedly putting them back in. He's like, hold my beard, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's now gone two from 10 since we've begun the podcast. Perfect from the free throw yeah. line. Look, he's got, like, the three steals are really nice for him and the assist, and but only one rebound for Triple J is pretty woeful. But uh, the, the double got five steals yet or not? No, not yet. But uh, GG Jackson, four from five from the field, three or four from the free throw line, three rebounds, uh, two steals, and 14 points so far. If they win this, it's going to be on the back of, of GG because bloody hell, two yeah. from 10. I don't know. And again, this is the crazy thing. It's eight of them have been threes. Jared Jackson Jr. <laughs> needs to get near the top against a team that is this small. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like you yeah, can probably big guys always seem to struggle against David. Golden State. That would make sense. Does is Looney that scary? I don't I think so. he's that. I don't think he's that scary. You're, you're Triple J. You're athletic. I've seen you jump. Like, you think you could yeah. out jump and just you hurt people over. like Kevin Looney? You can jump over yeah. Kevin Looney. I don't even know if Kevin Looney jumps. I just think he stands no, he there. He's really monolithic and big, and and that's about it. Yeah, mate. That's it. We'll give up. And he gets the ball back, mate. I think we're done here. Thank you so much. Peace. Make sure you like and subscribe to all things Inside Fantasy Sports. The BBL season is wrapped up. NBL is still kicking on. NRL content's coming out. AFL content's coming out. Make sure you join our Discord server. And more importantly, next week, we're going to start reading out reviews. So make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. I think our good, our good lad, Matty O'Brien, actually put up one in the chat before as well. We're getting reviews down there. Make sure you get onto it, get involved, put those reviews in. We're going to start reading them out. Mally, much love. Have a good day. Good day back at work for you tomorrow, mate. Cheers, mate. You too. Take care, all.